Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Bring it up, Jake. On the BetQL Network, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. All our bets for the Niners and the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Coming up 40 minutes from now, final segments of the show. We'll have um, actives and inactives at that point. We will know if Christian McCaffrey is definitely in. That's the expectation. And we know that Trent Williams and Debo are going to be out, but we await the official word on McCaffrey. So we will bring you all our bets all our thoughts on the Niners and the Vikings coming up 40 minutes from now. Side total and props. Bets of Steel coming up next segment. Unfortunately, only one game tonight in the National Hockey League. But don't worry, we'll make up for it tomorrow where I'm going to have to wake up like an hour earlier than I usually do just to handicap 16 or 15 NHL games tomorrow, whatever it is. Um, frozen Frenzy tomorrow. Every NHL team will be playing. We're going to have a massive Bets of Steel segment in the Power Hour plus a power hour segment tomorrow on the two NBA games, the games we've already bet. Tuesday's going to be an absolute banger here on You Better You Bet. But only one game tonight. We'll get to it next segment, the Sabres and the Canadiens. We'll also um, bring you day one of Lochmas. Ken's going to tell you how to bet the national championship right now in college football with Michigan as the new favorite atop the betting market. We'll also give you our bets for game seven of the ALCS tonight. Max Scherzer and the Rangers, Christian Javier and the Houston Astros. But for now, like we are... Way behind, as per usual, on P-squared, B-squared, and our handicaps for games in Week 8. So let's get back to it here. And, Ken, let's go to Pittsburgh for the Jaguars and the Steelers, where Jacksonville will have, like, a mini-buy, right, coming off their win on the road in New Orleans. Pittsburgh coming off a win on the road in L.A. against the Rams, aided by both Brett Maher and the officials. The Jaguars, two-and-a-half-point road favorites at Pittsburgh. The total is 41-and-a-half. Um, is this as easy as just teasing Pittsburgh and that's it? Or any other thoughts and bets for you on this game? It's gonna. We're gonna start with that. Uh, it might be betting Pittsburgh at some point. All these two and a halfs are now way juiced toward Jacksonville. We're like really close to three in this game, and we didn't. We opened one and a half, so the interest has been all on the Jacksonville side so far. And uh, 
okay. Like my number, my number in the game is not even close to three. By the way, my number in the game is pick. Like I just, I'm not even like I'm not in the zip code of three. So and okay, maybe Jacksonville's really good. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. This is going to be a really interesting market to follow. I didn't think I would have any bets. Now we're really close to three, which is definitely a bet on Pittsburgh for me. Um, we'll see if we get there. If we get there, we'll talk about betting. Yeah, I, I think I'm at Jacksonville is like a one-point favorite in the game, but it's really close. Uh, if it's ever going to be three, then yeah, it's like the easiest click of the button. On, at home, Steelers plus three, really easy. I, I do think Jacksonville is like a little better than Pittsburgh, but like the Steelers have like this weird mojo thing going on where they just like, they're terrible and they win. And uh, the quarterback plays well in the fourth quarter, and they have a singularly great defensive player who's going to the Hall of Fame, and uh, like a Hall of Fame caliber head coach in Mike Tomlin. So yeah, tough to go against them. Three, easy bet on the Steelers. Steelers teasers in this range, I think, is also pretty easy. We'll talk more. We're not trying to shortchange this game. We just literally gave you what we think. But um, we got to get some other games here. We will do more on this game, obviously, throughout the course of the week. So it sounds like Pittsburgh or nothing for both of us early on in the week. All right. NFC East. That was quick. <laughs> NFC East. Uh, Eagles and the Commanders will finish their season series on Sunday in our nation's capital. Uh, the Eagles following their Sunday Night Football win against Miami, where, by the way, Jalen Hurts played the second half of the game wearing a knee brace, said after the game he's fine. He also played well in the second half. And Ian Rappaport tweeting earlier today that this is not an injury that, like, will cost Hurts any time. So Hurts is going to play in this game. As of right now, things can change, but it looks like Hurts is going to be good to go. May not even be on the injury report. We'll see when we get to Wednesday. The side and total of this game sees the Eagles as six-and-a-half-point road favorites. The total is 43-and-a-half. These two teams played about, what, three weeks ago, a month ago in Philadelphia. The Eagles won the game in overtime. Uh, the Commanders forcing OT on, like, one of the last plays of the game on a Sam Howell touchdown, and then a two-point conversion, and then Eagles win by three in overtime to cover teaser legs, which we very much needed. Uh, can pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Eagles and the commies? Going to be hard to talk myself out of Eagles teaser legs uh, in this game. I just, uh, if they're going to be, like, a really healthy version, of, I know we just did the Hurts thing, but, like, you know, Devontae made it through last night's game okay. Uh, the defensive players all played yesterday. Their defensive line is just like a monster and getting better. And they get to face this Washington offensive line. Like, you, you're right that the commanders forced overtime in that game. But correct me if I'm wrong, the Eagles led 28-14 in the fourth quarter of that game, right? Like, scored a lot. And basically, like, Sam Howell had this epic comeback to force overtime. Touchdown pass. We wanted Rivera to go for two. And the win, he ended up... Uh, kicking the extra point to tie and went to overtime. Well, I think just, I think that would have been the smart move. We needed him to kick the extra point so we could cover well, teaser teasers. legs in overtime. Right. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, apparently if the Eagles play the commanders, the rule is we have to have teaser legs on the Eagles no matter where the game is played. Uh, my number in the game is seven, and it's not like, well, my number is seven, so I like the Eagles. Just, I'm like worried about Sam Howell in this game. Like everyone's healthy for the Eagles defense. God, I wonder if Kevin, is Kevin Byard going to play in this game? Not like it affects the handicap. Just curious. Like, I wonder if he's like, I don't ready see, in time. Honestly, like, I don't, I don't see why he wouldn't. I, I don't know how Sam Howell like survives this game. Like, this is going to be really rough. Uh, and the Eagles are are like finally like really healthy for the first time in about three weeks. Okay, cool. Hertz is wearing a brace. Whatever. Uh, Eagles are nothing. The question is like, do I want to lay six and a half because I think it's going to go up? I don't know. Uh, but Eagles find ways to play tease the Eagles. This is just like, I know the commanders were able to come back and force that game, that overtime in, in the first week. There is still like a massive difference between these teams. And I'll like Washington against some teams, like equal talent, whatever, bad coach teams, sure. But there's just a huge step up in class. And the number just seems like a little bit short. 
Uh, the Eagles were up in that game. I have the box score. 24-17, Commanders tied it at 24. Then 31-24, and the Commanders tied it on the final play. So I had the two-point conversion part wrong. But they tied it on the final play of the game in regulation. And then, yep. th- to your point, the Commanders obviously kicked the extra point since that was the debate around, like, what should have Ron Rivera have done? Um, I love the Eagles in this game. I think your handicap is spot on. I uh, I hope you win your Commanders uh, regular, your the win total over bet. I'm. I would be, and I. I don't know if you're worried about it. Not really. I, I don't. Yeah, because it's a low number. They've already got three. So, like to be fair, that was the whole idea. Um, like the whole idea is they were they were rated as the second worst team in the NFL, and they're probably like the sixth worst team in the NFL. I well, the good news is for for that bet, and this is more of like a season long thing with Washington. If Howell does get hurt, like Jacoby Brissett has proven that he's like a really adept backup, and I like can start games in the yep. NFL. So like. I, honestly, like, at some point, they need to have the conversation. Like, do they need to play Brissett? It, I, it's not that Howell is, like, brutal at the position, like, in terms of throwing the ball or makes terrible decisions. He gets sacked a billion times every game. And if that's what this is going to be, like, think about it. They played the Bears a couple weeks ago. The Bears' defense had, like, no sacks the entire year. They sack Howell, like, a billion times. The Giants' defense has been toothless this year. They sack Howell a billion times. Like, what do you th- like? What do you think's going to happen on Sunday when the Eagles play them? Like, the- I think it's going to be really bad for Howell. Uh, I-, I like the Eagles in the game also. I agree with you. They sacked Howell five times in the previous meeting. And, look, maybe, maybe the Washington many, I wonder how many pressures there. they had. I know you won't have it. I'd just be curious. Um, like, I mean, see, is that the kind of stuff available probably. here? <laughs> uh, I'd have to like, I'd have to find like a, like no, a better box score than what I'm looking know. at. Just that, like, it could have been, it could have been so much worse than it even looks with that number. So yeah, just if that's like, and it, it's just tough. Like, you want to bet an underdog thinking that they have like some chance of winning the game, and with such like an, an inherent disadvantage. And I know, like, the hey, you can be like, well, the first meeting was close. Like, you would have bet him in that game. You would have been kind of right, and uh, and they were live to win. On average, still think there's a huge difference between the teams. I wonder. I don't think this is a. This is why the market would be set like this necessarily. Um, like you almost wonder if the first meeting is like what keeps this off seven. Like oh well, like they've matched up already and it was like a competitive game and what the market was in that. I don't know. It just. I feel like it just needs to be seven. Like if it's seven, this was a thirty second conversation and now it's kind of like oh man, like gotta do I have to find ways to play the Eagles? Um, at seven, I would still only bet Philadelphia. But I think I would comfortably, I would very, very comfortably not bet the game if the point spread was seven. Um, Eagles teasers, I love. Uh, I actually think during the break I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a little six and a half just to have it, and then we'll see what happens throughout the course of the week. But I, I, I like the Eagles at this number quite a bit. I, I think this might be like a really ugly game for Washington on Sunday with how things are, sh- are shaking out because they got really lucky against Atlanta, and then like they kind of got pantsed by the Giants. And I know the Giants only won the game by seven. Like I watched the game. The Giants should have won the game, but going away and didn't because Saquon's fumble and Shepard's fumble. I think it should have been a lot worse yesterday. For And that's the Giants. And now the Eagles are coming to town. And the Eagles are definitely better than both these teams. So, yeah, Eagles or nothing. I'm going to take a little Eagles during the break. Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken. Uh, magnificent Football Monday, handicapping Week 8 in the NFL. Now we're on a nice little brisk pace. Uh, can't wait for this game. I actually bet this game earlier in the show, and I ate a little juice to do it. Nom nom. It's the number one and number two overall picks in the draft doing battle at the quarterback position, and both teams are coming off their bias. So it's C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, three and three, one of the surprise stories of the season, uh, traveling to Carolina to take on Bryce Young and the 0-6 Carolina Panthers. Now, 
the Panthers did make one notable move during the bye week when they changed play callers. Frank Wright giving up the offensive play calling duties to highly regarded offensive coordinator Thomas Brown, who comes from the Sean McVay tree. So right now, Houston, Ken, is in between a two-and-a-half and a, a three-point road favorite. It's three um, juiced big time towards Carolina at BetMGM. The total is about 42-and-a-half, 43. Uh, pen, pencil, blood, or blank? Uh, Shroud, Young, Texans, Panthers. Yeah, this is uh, – we were talking about this with Whale a little bit. Uh, I think that was what, hashtag on-air, off-air. I think that was on the air. Just the idea of, like, if you do like Carolina in the game a lot, um, then – that means that, like, you know, I guess Stroud could have a way better performance, but somehow the, the Panthers win. That seems really unlikely to me. Probably means that Young outplayed Stroud, or at least they had comparable statistical games. And that means, like, the gap between Young and, and I can't, like, people are going to be like, you're crazy that this is a thing. It's still, it's week eight. There are still so many weeks left in the NFL season for how you think about awards and the order of things to change. And it's actually, if you wanted to pick, a week that you would want, like if you bet on a guy to win an award, any award in the NFL, the week that you would want him to be the worst would be week one. And the week you'd want him to be the second worst would be week two. And the week oh, you'd want, and so on and so on, because there are, right, in Bryce Young's case, I got good news for you. Uh, because like there's an incredible recency bias to how people vote for these awards. Nick Sirianni was, uh, you know, was running away with coach of the year until he wasn't. They lost to the Saints and Jalen Hurts got hurt. And then that thing flipped real fast. Uh, Brock Purdy got buzzed for offensive rookie of the year. He hadn't even started starting games yet. And he and he got buzzed for offensive rookie. They didn't win. But like that just showed like you want to be great late when everyone's talking about who they want to vote for to win these awards uh, in the last month of the season, the last six weeks of the season. We're not we're three weeks away from the last six weeks of the season so like if Bryce Young wins here and the difference between the two teams starts to compress a little bit it gets pretty interesting because no one else can win like maybe Nakua's just that good and he can win that's possible it is possible short of that that's kind of it it's a bunch of guys who can't win and then Bryce Young at 75 to 1 who maybe also can't win but like I can at least create a scenario where a quarterback who's the number one pick can win and it starts with winning this game. So it's not its not that I love Carolina. My number in the game is between two and a half and three. The market's between two and a half and three. They change play callers. Maybe that matters. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it matters. I just don't know if it's like that positive. It's different. And, uh, and both teams are off a bye. So there's not really anything to be gained there from a net standpoint. It's just uh, if you do like Carolina, you have to at least admit to yourself that it probably means Young outplayed Stroud. And that means the difference between them is closed a little bit. And it means that Stroud minus 175 and Bryce Young 75 to one is probably not the true difference between the players. So like, it's a kind of a, if you like this correlated thing. And, uh, and if you like the Texans, Stroud's already a big favorite. You don't really have anything to do there. He probably just wins just like an interesting wrinkle in that game. I thought I was going to bet Carolina when we did this last week and the threes are all gone. Like they're just not there anymore. You got to pay a little bit more. I don't know. I got to think about it a little more. I'm not as like, yeah, they're going to win. I'm in as I thought I was. Um, you could be right. And I might bet Bryce Young anyway to win. Even if I don't know if they're going to win or not, I might bet him anyway. But like short of that bet, I don't know if I'll have a bet on this game as of right now. Well, I, I just because I don't think it's going to last. And I ate some juice to do it. Nom, nom. Nom, nom, <laughs> yeah, so, I, uh, Also, I didn't you I, drink juice? Saying like I ate juice. Like, I oh yeah, partner. I got a, got a glass of orange juice out of the fridge and ate it. Ate that some bitch. Yeah, I ate yeah, the juice. Right. Took that orange juice and went chomp. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, 
I didn't. I don't feel like the number is going to last. And I do like Carolina in the game. Um, I can kind of save like the narrative-y stuff. And also, like people have heard me do it already. I think Bryce Young's awesome, and I think he's. He, I think his swagger is back, and I think we saw that even though they got boat raced by Miami. That was more about the defense giving up a billion points than it was about Bryce Young. I think he's going to come out firing. I think the offense is going to look better. The personnel still isn't great, but like, there's no way it's going to be as bad as it was. I feel confident in saying that with like a more modern play caller than 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 uh, than Frank Reich was. Okay. So maybe you're right, Ken, and maybe Carolina's not the side in the game, and maybe Houston wins. Tell me how this game doesn't go over the total. If we like Stroud and we like Bryce Young and a low total, I'm gonna bet. I'm betting the over, like literally, like right now, as soon as we go to break. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet over 42 and a half. On the other side, we will talk more Week Eight in the NFL. At least the Seahawks and the Browns, and maybe also the Chiefs and the Broncos. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 